Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. And it's go time. <laughs> I know I've used that one before, but uh, yeah, I tried. I tried a new one last week. It didn't work. So it took a long time for that to to start. This that was week. a long yeah. pause, dude. Yeah, yeah. So pause. so we click the button to go live, and it you know it could take two seconds to go live. It could take five seconds. It could take you know eight seconds. We we don't know. Yeah. So we just got to wait till we're live, and here here we are. Well, good. Yeah. And, and it, it was a good effort last week. You know, I wasn't here, but I did listen to it. And, <laughs> Yeah, good good effort. I think I might have watched a UFC fight that week, and so that was that was in my head already. It, it was a little bit of a week. Let's get ready. Well, I didn't really, I didn't want to go for it, but the thought was good. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that would scare people off. Yeah. It just, so what's going on Change. with you fellas this week? Nothing. <laughs> we're we're hitting the busy season, so to speak, as far as uh, Good Friday and yeah. communion and for pastoring, for pastoring. Yeah, yeah. just a lot lots going on, and and it, kind of that feeling of. You know that that pressure of we got to make it special. I don't know if you guys get that every year. We, I was talking to some of the pastors on the pine last week, and they were we were talking about that feeling that you get of like you know we got to make it really good. I don't so. think we've even decided fully who's preaching. <laughs> like, I, think, I think we probably ought to figure that out. Well, I, if I we want it to be really it. good, we better <laughs> figure it out. I thought we did. Okay, maybe. <laughs> I thought we did too. But. Oh, okay. yeah. It, it, is it, who, who's we can. You're doing both locations. Okay, doing both yeah. locations yeah. at the yeah. same, same time. time. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're going to preach in one location. We're going to simulcast it to the other, and yeah. Chad and I are going to. We will home. have that. Chad right. and I are going to live stream from home. We're, 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 we're going to have brunch, aren't we? Is that what you do? On There's Easter? a day we won't brunch? be streaming. We will be like, like, duplicating and maybe. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Hologramming. Mm-hmm. Actually, we probably already do that, don't we? I'm sure there's some cutting-edge churches out there already using holograms. That would I, not be surprising. <laughs> I hope not, but you're probably right. I mean, didn't somebody a while it's back, they, a they did a, like a hologram with Michael Jackson. If it wasn't that a thing, maybe not too long ago. I think so. Yeah. The last couple of years. Yeah. So I if they're hologramming Michael Jackson, then I'm sure some pastor is doing it somewhere. Too. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they were doing it, you know, back in back in 77, you know, when, they, when R2 brought up <laughs> Princess. I'm, I'm impressed. That oh, come on. Come on. Archives. Come on now. <laughs> you know I like the originals. Dude. I do. The, I ori- do. the originals are, are it. <laughs> what I didn't know is that homie got his face smashed in. Uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Right after. Did you know this? No. Right after the the very the, the filming was done of uh-huh. the first one. Yeah. He went through a windshield in a car accident really? face first. I didn't know that. And that to take part of his ear and graft it to it like his his nose like explode like really wow. yeah so if you if you look at him between like Empire Strikes Back and and the first one yeah he does look a little different dude there's always been something about him that's like you, you, <laughs> like did you age that much between these two like he looks it that's why uh, wow homie Star did a Wars face plant and shield <laughs> in between the films huh. just thought that you know. Anyway, yeah. Well, yep. good that he didn't die in the car crash. No, I mean, what would Star Wars be without Mark Hamill? What would it be? Yeah, you know, kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, but that's another podcast for another time. Maybe. Another another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can talk yeah. about our our snow blowing woes and you know how to fix that. Yeah, all Stupid our all our problems. Phil, we got more snow coming this weekend. Looks that way. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Still using it is the problem. Is that I'm still using the blower. Yeah, when I pretty much want to be done. So we all do. And, and it's April this weekend, so we might be blowing snow in April. Which is not completely unusual. I don't know. But it is dumb. It's stupid. <laughs> I'm out of wood. So <laughs> like we like we went through we went through wood like crazy this we're, year. We're and not I'm far out. from being out of wood. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm yeah. like throwing furniture and stuff in there and yeah. Yeah. Not we've good. got we've got maybe maybe half a cord, three quarters of a cord. Yeah, well, that's that's not too bad. Yeah, that's better than uh, <laughs> like two sticks. So, yeah. my my heat pump's doing great. Yeah, Brent. Well, it's not a stove though, is it? You know, no. Do you and your wife sit around that and, and enjoy it, the glow of it and like hold your hands it out and or? forget it? Yeah, <laughs> so nice. Just just gather around the vent and feel the warm air coming out. Is that what? Sometimes you do? it pushes cold air out, but that's not that's. A, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're guess you're sidetracking me. Hmm. <laughs> So we called this a, a PSA for PSA. How's that? So today we're talking about penal 
substitutionary atonement, which is probably not a word everybody's or a phrase that everybody's familiar with. But um, yeah. what's the other PSA for those that public might not know? service announcement? Yeah. yeah. That's the only two I know of. There's probably more acronyms out there that mean something. I feel but, like we should play like Know Your Rights right now by The Clash. That's how it starts. <laughs> this is a public service announcement. For With penal, guitar. For penal substitutionary no, with atonement. guitar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, so what, what happened is on Sunday, I finished preaching here at 3R, and a guy who was visiting that day came up to me and, and said kind of with surprise, uh, you guys teach penal substitutionary atonement. Actually use that phrase. And he said, that's not normal anymore. And I remember kind of, at first I was thinking, that's cool that you know what that is. That's cool that you recognize that we preach it here. But why is that not normal in churches anymore? Because it's pretty foundational to the Christian faith in my mind. Uh, and so I, I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about that. I remember about maybe 10 years ago or so, there was a, a headline that the, the um, Presbyterian Church, uh, USA Presbyterian, the, not you know the liberal you know, yeah. side of the Presbyterian Church, had uh, changed the song In Christ Alone to um, the, the the lyrics are, uh, till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied, and they changed it to the love of God was magnified. Wait, and, they actually sing that song? Well, <laughs> changed. Huh, interesting. Apparently. Yeah, the rest of it seems like, <laughs> don't you have a problem with all of it? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Why are you singing this song? But they did change the, you know, that, that idea of the wrath of God was satisfied to the love of God was magnified, which I think is pretty telling to what we're seeing sure um you know as far as uh, uh the reason well, don't you think like like part of the problem is that is just with the title like anytime you give something a proper title title or a label like people are skeptical so i i don't think that's the whole problem but i did find that like a lot of people were bagging on it just because the actual phrase penal substitutionary atonement is like 500 years old. Like they connect <laughs> it with like the reformers, right? They, right. They connect it with like Calvinism and, and a whole, like a complete Calvinistic like theology. And I think that's part of people's problems is they think it's just like made up thing and part of the system. And it's just like anything where like throughout time a doctrine is held and right. then at some point it just gets a, a proper label. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, that's all we see with this. Yeah. But people obviously have a problem with what it means. Well, so. sometimes it's a, like, yeah. you know, like you mentioned Calvinism, like people that have a problem with Calvinism, I think largely just don't understand Calvinism. They understand a caricature of it sure. and have a problem with it. And it, it could be the same with penal substitutionary atonement. That um, and again to your point, like I don't think this is the whole problem, but no, um, you know, there's probably a large misunderstanding of yeah. it that causes some people to fight against it. It sounds like a man-made system, yeah. But but it, it, but but the point is, like, well, you can go back to you know Athanasius. You can go you can go back right to the early church fathers and find them speaking in terms of penal substitutionary atonement without the label. You can go so, back further than that. To you the can go back to the script. Bible. Yeah, you can go Bible. back to the Old Testament of your Bible. <laughs> yeah, which we'll which, yeah. We might which do. we'll talk more about. But as I as I went through this, I kept thinking, okay, this is really um, people that aren't uh, excited. I, not excited. Not that we're excited about it, but people who are unwilling to recognize the wrath of God and only want to focus on the love of God. And this is a problem we're seeing in the church right now uh, when it comes to things like this subject or the subject of hell. Um, th this idea that we have to do damage control for God, that, that people aren't going to like him if they see these, the, these sides of him. And so we need to, we need to, you know, do a little smoke and mirrors and, and, and erase that side or, or, you know, eclipse that side so that they only see the love of God magnified. And I think that's kind of at the heart of where some of this comes from. That's the only thing I can come up with because it's, it's, you really have to deny some pretty obvious stuff. Um, for sure. To, to, yeah. We're almost you know, trying to clean them up, you know, or, yeah, or yeah. apologize for, um, an unappealing like aspect right. of yeah. what God did. And I saw a good article the other day. I don't know if you guys saw I don't remember if it was Gospel Coalition or what. I didn't actually read it, but the title caught my attention. And the, the title was uh, Wrath is Not an Attribute of God. Which is which is true. I saw that, time. and I and I like that, and I think this is a lot of people's problems when they look at something like this. Is is they can they get the idea, or they assume that wrath is this. We're trying to make it this attribute, and it's not. It's a manifestation of the attribute of justice and, right? holi and holiness yeah. and holiness. Yeah. It's yeah. a manifestation or a working out of right. that, but it, it 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 doesn't have to be an attribute. Like it's okay. Right. Like this is just part of you know, what comes with these other attributes yeah. that, that we do like, and we are glad are there. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dig into the, 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 uh, definition of this. So people know what we're talking about. Um, 
what is penal substitutionary atonement? And maybe we can we can break down the words if you want. That's, all, that's what I did. Is yeah, I like okay. I wrote the words and then wrote like my my little definition over right. the top of sure. each one. So what do you got for penal? Penalty. Penalty. Yeah. I've I've been you know I'm pretty familiar with the penal system here on Earth, and <laughs> this know. is why I wanted you to. This uh, is why are, I thought you should yeah, talk. There on are this penalties <laughs> uh, for things, and 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 I am glad when I'm on the other side of that system that that system's in place. So right. yeah, there's a it's penalty. That's yeah. what penal means. Well, and it also I, I would say includes a price that must be paid. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not, um, not just that you got in trouble, but yeah. you do you know, the crime, you do the time, homie. Yep. Got right. to pay the price. Yep. Yep. You got anything you want to add to that? No, that's with good. All, all the time you've done. Do you want me to keep going um, or are you going to do the next I am one? not familiar with the penal system uh, for the record <laughs> from the inside. Well, anyway. you were a child once. I, mean, I was. I'm sure, I'm sure your parents had a, um, a penal system in their home. I'm, I'm familiar with time out. No, okay. I'm quite familiar with that, but it's not quite the same as what you're talking about. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a. <laughs> more secure version of time yeah. out. <laughs> of guards and barbed wire. Right. <laughs> uh, substitutionary. Uh, basically a stand-in. It's, uh, it's someone who takes the place up. I was thinking yep. of uh, the Band of Brothers uh, um, episode that, that was called Replacements. Yeah. <laughs> they were losing so many people. They had to, you know, they had to make them up. They had to replace them, which is different than substitute. But substitute's a stand-in. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I read a while back, um, I think it was China or Japan, but I think it was China, that you can pay somebody to do your time for you. Mm. Like that's a thing in their culture. Mm. Uh, but if you get convicted of maybe not every kind of crime, but in certain circumstances, you can pay somebody to take your place. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think so. the, ca- the Catholic Church might have had that too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just thought of indulgences, but uh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Jesus basically stood in our place mm-hmm. uh, as our substitute and our representative, both mm-hmm. of those things. Yep. So that's that aspect. And then how about atonement? That's a word that uh, we don't use a lot in our modern right. vocabulary, but what's atonement? That one I put to recon- reconcile yeah. or to repair. So, And I know yeah, it's more that's than that. Good. But yeah, it's it's the idea of you know a, a repair that's been made so that you can be brought near mm-hmm. um, uh, to God. Yeah, you know, a redemption of sorts. Yeah, yeah. When we think of atoning for something, or yeah. you know, and so so penal substitutionary atonement then would be like a, if you were to, uh, th- those are what the words mean. What would be kind of a definition or? Well, I, so I, I have a definition from uh, Tom Schreiner, okay. a theologian that we know or know of, uh, and he says uh, the penal substitutionary view of the atonement holds that the most fundamental event of the atonement is that Jesus Christ took the full punishment that we deserve for our sins as a substitute in our place, and that all other benefits or results of the atonement find their anchor in this truth. That's good. Yeah, I got one that says that that God gave himself in the person of his son to suffer instead of us the death, punishment, and curse due to fallen humanity, humanity as the penalty for our sin. So, So it's all of those things we just talked about. Yeah, um, and, and wouldn't you just sit and hear those definitions and go, "Well, duh!" Like, yeah, that's the gospel. You, you would think, <laughs> you would, <laughs> and yeah, well, we would. Maybe not everybody. Um, would. <laughs> and, and and so this isn't, um, you know, you can, like you said, you can go back to the early church fathers. You can go back to, you know, the early writings. You can go further than five hundred years ago. You can find all yeah. of that um, there, but but we don't have to even bother with that um, if you want to go back and find it because somebody the, the idea that people are trying to that are against this say that that Calvin came up with this because he was a lawyer he looked at the legal aspect of this and he really just focused on that and that's where mm-hmm. he came up with penal substitutionary atonement the funny thing is there is a legal aspect of this in the Bible that is very clear but but beyond that you don't even have to go back to the early church fathers sure. even though it's there you can go to scripture itself we can just start in the be- you want to just start in Genesis? Well, I, I will reading. in a second, but first I'm just gonna, I'm just going to read a couple of verses <laughs> okay. from the New Testament that that really just kind of say what we just said. So, First Peter two twenty four, speaking of Jesus, He Himself bore our sins in His body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By His wounds you have been healed. Uh, Romans three twenty five, uh, whom God put forth, speaking of Jesus, as a propitiation which is an appeasement or, or somebody that... Um, um, it's an appeasement so, of something, of which wrath. is wrath. So you're saying the wrath of God was satisfied? The wrath of God was satisfied. <laughs> That's a great song in that hymn, by yeah. the way. Uh, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. 
This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So this idea of propitiation, uh, how would you define that? Just because it's, it's a big the word. appeasement of God's wrath, yeah. biblically right. speaking. The wrath so, of like God we see that in, like you know, First John chapter two, verse two, uh, that Jesus Christ is the propitiation, um, not not just for us, he says, but for the whole world, right? right. And so, um, but propitiation is an appeasement of something deserved. Okay. Yeah. But but he is the object of that appeasement, so he it went to him. Like he's the one who took care of that wrath. Right. It was a diversion of wrath onto yeah. the substitute. Somebody yeah, even there, say, there we are. Somebody even say an absorbing of y- wrath. Yes. Um, the, the wrath that was, was coming at us, he, he took on himself, which well, I believe I, is true. But other I, people have a problem with that yeah. too. I, I think, I think Isaiah 53 is, can't be any more clear. We'll, yeah. we'll probably go to we'll that get later. There. We'll get there. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about expiation? Um, do you know the difference? What would be the difference between propitiation to, to expiate, and expiation? To, to basically, it's basically what we have in... In the Day of Atonement, right? Yom Kippur, you didn't have one yeah. lamb. You had two. So one, one, the sins went on, and then that lamb was killed with the blood sprinkled. The other one, the sins went on, and that lamb was sent out into the into the wilderness, wilderness yeah. right? Like sent away with it. So that's that's what it would be to, to like expiate. Yeah, and this is the cool thing. So I, I love this because what we have with Jesus Christ uh, as fully God and fully man, he, he, he's two sides of that same that same coin yeah. in regards to these two goats. Um, one <coughs> satisfies the wrath of God. So propitiation goes yeah, this way. Goes upwards. One takes care of us, takes our sins away. That's the expiation. That was the goat that went out into the wilderness. And, and in one perfect sacrifice, you yeah. have the lamb of God that takes away the sins yeah. of the world. It's, well, it's once for all. Amazing. Well, and then, and then imputation. You got you <laughs> yes. to you gotta add yeah. like a we're, third. We're doing some big words here today. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're defining them, though. Hopefully, yeah. we're, not, we're tracking people. But this is, this is the glory of the gospel. This is the glory right. of salvation. Why people would want to mess with this or, or dumb it down or get rid of it, I don't even understand. This is glorious yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know? anyway. Yeah. And the alternative, like if God didn't do this this way, then, then what? Well, we're, that's you the know. last question. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't we'll know how there. it's any more you know, pleasant to the mind that Jesus had to go to the cross. Like, even if you just stop there, it's like uh, nothing really happened there, but he went to the cross. Right. And then, right. And then he uh, rose, but the, it's still like, why, like, why, like, why did he have to? Well, we'll, we'll get into some of those. So things, what happened it, there it, like yeah, matters. I don't understand yeah. the alternatives and we'll talk about that a little bit. Cause it, it just, it's like, well, we'll get there. I'm going to read one more verse and then we're going to um, ask another question. So first Peter three eighteen says, sure? maybe, <laughs> First Peter three eighteen says, "For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive by the Spirit." There you have this idea of the substitute, the great exchange, yeah. the righteous for the unrighteous. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Yep. No, no. Dude, nineteen yeah. through twenty one. Made him a new no you, sin. You got to read that whole section. Yeah, go for right. it. Oh no, I don't have it here. Oh well, you just yeah. brought it up. <laughs> I have I have five twenty one memorized. I was yeah. trying to help you out. Talk. I was just going to say what I had memorized, but right. but uh, but you say had it. Your Sorry, I just I just well, you. he made him God made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us. Um, this is the idea of again he put sin our sin onto Jesus. This is that yeah. you know this is penal substitutionary atonement in one verse. Yeah, but you have the whole thing, David. Um, no, I, I did want to read so the whole thing because of the righteousness of God. Well, you have, yes. you have, you have the whole atonement language in that whole section of second Corinthians five, because he t- starts in like 19 talking about the ministry of the whole things about the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, I, right? I got it. But the whole reconciliation part is the atoning part. And anyway, yeah. So second Corinthians five, starting in, I'm going to start in 18. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Um, God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So so you actually yeah. have like the fullness, like in my yeah. opinion, like the three words, yeah. penal, substitutionary atonement, in that one yeah, verse. Yeah, it's right all there. throughout that. It, it, but, but it's yeah. specifically even in that one verse, the last one that you just yeah. read. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, 
we see this everywhere in the New Testament. This this is this is gospel one hundred and one in my mind. I don't I don't know why agreed why you wouldn't see it or refuse to see it or pretend like Calvin came up with it and you know in the sixteen hundreds or it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's here. Uh, where else or do we see this elsewhere in the Bible? I, I won't say where else, but do we see this anywhere else in the Bible, guys? So we 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 were talking about this. If if you just if you just look at the entire sacrificial system, which God implemented and gave. With strict detail, this is how it's done, right, to, to Israel. It's throughout the entire sacrificial system that's set up, right? But I, I would say, like, we see it as soon as Genesis 3. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we, right see, uh, we see the fall occur. We see that they're naked and ashamed, right? So they run and they hide. Yeah. What does God do? The first thing he does is he kills an innocent animal and clothes them. He makes up for their nakedness by causing them to not be naked anymore at the expense of this other thing. Right. Yep. Co- covers their shame. Oh, gosh. God wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that with something innocent, which I think is the whole problem people have with, yeah. you know, dividing child abuse and the whole thing. He does it from the beginning. And he does it, yeah. and he does it repeatedly over and over again throughout our, sto- our narrative. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, when you think about just the, the sacrificial system that, that he implemented, uh, another perfect way to describe that system would be penal substitutionary <laughs> atonement. Yeah. I mean, it's like... The, the PSA system. <laughs> it literally is... Uh, you couldn't be more clear in the Old Testament. I've even heard people that don't believe in this try to go in and explain what was going on in the temple and with the sacrifices. And they're describing PSA completely and trying to act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. I don't even... It just crazy. baffles me. It's yeah. weird, so... yeah. Um, that's the weird and, thing, huh? Is it, it's 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 kind of like the the Christus Victus thing is kind of the where people try to bifurcate. Like these are the two camps, yeah. And it's like why why are there two camps? Like it's all true. Like it's yeah. all right. <laughs> like there there is the Christus Victus, you know, like um, nature and reality of everything that Christ accomplished. But within that, there's also the reality of him accomplishing, you know, the the. You know, well, yeah, and all, all the, the Christus yeah. Vic- on, our, on our behalf, Christus Victor things is basically saying that Christ was victorious over, you know, sin, death, right. uh, the devil. But people so only forth. want to look at it that and, way, and they're saying that so he accomplished salvation because of his victory, right. which is one aspect or one facet of the atonement, a glorious one, one that it we is. wouldn't deny. Right. We believe maybe not the main facet, but, but, but I think the thing is like it's, one. it's all positive. Like yeah. I was trying to understand why they're okay with the one and not the other, and I think because the whole Victus thing is oh, it's just positive. Like there was no defeat right. that he suffered, uh-huh. and there was a defeat that he suffered. And then became victorious out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, what's the problem, you know? And, and it was God's perfect plan yeah. for it to go down that way. Yes. Like, by, like it wasn't happenstance, but, it, like, it was God's design. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's going to be clear when we start reading through Isaiah. Yeah. There's there's a whole God component to right. what happened to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we'll get there, but, like, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. I mean, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's definitely... That's definitely part of it. The other place we see it, by the way, um, very clearly is in uh, the Passover story. Uh, we, we see PSA um, again in the lamb that was slain, um, the, the blood put on the doorposts. God passed over. Uh, he, you know, his wrath didn't come upon the people yeah. that had blood on the doorposts. Yeah. It's very clearly there. The Day of Atonement, you already mentioned, uh, you know, the sacrificial system. And then, of course, Isaiah 53. Uh, we might as well just jump over there since you guys have both mentioned it now. Yeah. Well, obviously, times, too, the, 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 you know, one of the most popular and troubling, and I, I think I'm seeing the connection now. I mean, people have a problem with the Abraham Isaac narrative, yes, right? Sure. And that is the problem, yep. that, that a father would even consider um, – laying their kid on that altar, right, yeah. and, and lighting it on fire. Like, it's troubling. It's troubling to everybody. Yeah. Um, but that is an absolute definite picture of a reality that was going to happen for, for the sins of the world. Like, you can't, you can't get away from, from it. So. Well, let's just, let's just go right there real quick before or we jump Isaiah? into Isaiah. Well, before we go into Isaiah, oh. let's just talk about why people have, you know, the, 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 uh, the objections people make or the, you know, why this doctrine is under attack, and you just referred to it, but, but it's often called cosmic child yep. abuse, <laughs> that this is you've got, you've got an angry, uh, bloodthirsty God who is, is he hates us, he's angry at us, 
for no apparent reason. Like, you know, you almost think of it like a, you know, the, you know, the gods must be crazy kind of thing, you know, that, okay, our crops, you know, aren't coming in the way they're supposed to, uh, the gods must be angry. So we need to find a way to see, we don't know why exactly, but we know that he's angry with us. So we need to find a way to satisfy God. He needs his pound of flesh. And so we'll take a virgin and we'll throw her in the volcano. And now maybe God will be happy. This is, this is what God is yeah. like. So this is the picture that they're, they're saying that PSA represents. Totally. And it's not an accurate picture at all. Yeah. Not even. Um, it's it's a terrible picture yeah. of what really took place there. It's a childish depiction. Like it, like the problem's not on God's end; it's yeah. on people's end. Yep. Try to make God look like that because you don't get that from your scriptures, right? No, and, and I would say that's the problem with you know if if people feel like they need to do damage control for God or get him off the hook if this is the way they think this makes him look. I understand what they're doing, but but there we can we can look at this a whole different. Actually, let's just dive into that real quick because what would be the alternative to this? You know, what's wrong with that scenario? With which the scenario of uh, the, 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 this angry, bloodthirsty God who just needs to get his pound of flesh, and that's why he, that's why he that's why he took it out on his son. Yeah. Well, we were talking about before the podcast started that, that wrath is not an attribute of God, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, it comes from other other things. You know, God's holy and God is just, but but wrath is not you know a characteristic or an attribute of who who God is, and and so it's a misunderstanding really of who God is to take that kind of a view. Yeah. Yeah, it's a response to something. I mean, the first yeah. thing I would I would kind of point out in, in the in the scenario that I just presented is that um, we know why God is angry. Yeah, <laughs> God, God is angry about something, but He has yeah, a right not to a mystery. be. It's not just this. Uh, it's not like He's just arbitrarily bloodthirsty, angry, hateful. Um, he's mad about something specific, and that would be our sin. You know, God created a perfect world, made it very good. We broke it, and we rebelled against Him. You know, we brought sin into this equation, and and yeah, of course He's, uh, you know, a holy God sure. who's just would be angry over what we've done and has a right to. So it's yeah. not like yeah. we don't know why he's upset yeah. or, or, or we don't have it coming to, you know, to as we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if you think about it, like, okay, so if, if God exists, if, if he's real, if he's the creator of all things, uh, if he's sovereign, like controls everything everywhere all of the time, like who are we to demand that God act or do in certain ways, <laughs> right? That's right. just kind of ridiculous to think about it that way. But oftentimes we, you know, try to put our humanity on God and think, well, I wouldn't do this. Well, we this, always do, right? It's egregious yeah. to me. Therefore, you know, um, you know, a loving God would never do this or that. We can't help but do that, right? Like, like we're so we're so we're so finite, right? You know, trying to um, bump up against the infinite, like yeah. it's an impossibility. We're always going to sure. come through the lens of us yeah. <laughs> and what we would do or how we would think or how we would feel about something. We're never going to you know, understand that, which has to be by faith. We right. have to take by faith and accept by faith that his ways are not our ways and they're always right. Yeah. Um, and we just, we just have a hard time doing that. We yeah. got to repent of not Absolutely. doing that like every five minutes, you know? <laughs> so, so if somebody has this idea of ch- uh, cosmic child abuse or, or redemption through violence, that's that's one of the phrases that I heard quite a bit. Like, you know, how can you accomplish, how can a loving God accomplish redemption through violence? Um, how can you punish a blameless party for someone else's sin? I heard one guy say, um, well, you mentioned it. Why would God be pleased to crush his son? But he was talking about like a Muslim friend of his. And he said, you know, Allah, Allah can just forgive. Uh, why does your God need to kill his son to forgive? <laughs> was about, like, oof. And then why does he need payment to forgive? Shouldn't forgiveness be free? And so um, what, what would we answer back to, to some of these objections? Uh, what are they missing or what, are, what do we need to, how do we fill this in in a way that Explains I, it. I think it's a low view of God and a low view of of our sin. Um, at the end and a high day. view of us. Yeah, high view of humanity, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, low view of our sin or high view of humanity. Same, you know, two sides of the yeah. same coin. Uh, we don't understand, by and large, the egregiousness of our sin against God um, and our need for forgiveness. At the end of the day, I don't think you know, like we just don't think as human beings that we're all that bad. Because right. we can always find somebody and point to someone else and say, well, at least I'm not that. Mm-hmm. And, and we do that. Um, and, and God doesn't, like, there's no grading on the curve, you know, in God's economy. He doesn't look and say, well, this person's not that bad or this person's way bad or, or whatever. You know, the sin is sin against God no matter where it comes from or who commits it. Um, and so, yeah, we, we just don't have a right view and right so, understanding. So we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? Right. The wages of sin is death. Well, there's the penal reality yeah. even right, right there. I mean, it's everywhere, but like right. Romans six twenty three, the, yes. the wages of sin is death. What does that What does that mean? Yeah. Why are the, Why is there a wage? You know, that's yeah. a penalty. That's a penal system. Yes, yeah. right. And yeah. death is. And and we're not talking a soul sleep where we just curl up and go to sleep for an eternity. We're yeah. talking about 
an uncomfortable conscious state mm-hmm. of hell, which is that, that we've earned, which didn't just come that into existence deserve. on its own. Like it was, it was created by God. So that this is a form of His wrath, His judgment right. on sin yeah. through death. And so, I, I don't know. Why well, and the reality of us is that we have, we have a, we have a debt that we owe and that we can't pay. Yeah. So that's starting point. That's yep. what you guys both just described. And so, so now we have God in His mercy. Um, providing a way for that debt to be paid. So, so well, step one is the, the depravity not only of man, providing a right? way, but actually at his own expense. Right. <laughs> like like, like yeah. this, this is the part that I yes. that I think kills me the most about people like tripping out on this and going like, oh, that's just a horrible view of God. It's like, is it not a glorious one? Like, yeah. Yeah. like that. The, and 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 him and Christ. Let, let's remember the reality of a Trinity. Let's remember that they're both God. Yes. Um, so it's not just a Father. And a son, there's an they agree, right? They yes. fully agree about everything that's going on, yeah. and everything that's it being signed up for. The son to be and crushed. they and they both they both felt it. See, and this is this <laughs> is the part that it. this is the part that baffles me. Is it, it, they act as though and there's there's a little illustration that you guys have probably heard before, and I, I heard it talked about yesterday in a couple of the clips I looked at about God is like a this uh, uh, he, he operates he's a train guy that operates this this bridge that comes up and down. Um, and there's a train coming with a bunch of people on it. His son's over there fishing. Um, he, you know, his job is to, to, to raise the, the bridge and lower the bridge so that the train can come across. Well, he gets distracted doing something, and his kid's out there fishing. He looks over, and he sees that his dad's not in the booth, and the train's uh, coming. So he runs over there to try to see what he can do to help to you know, get, make sure the train can do it. And he, the kid falls down into the gears of this mechanism or whatever. So then the dad comes over sees, I have a choice now. I either kill my son. Or I kill all these people on the train. What do I do? <laughs> and this is and dilemma. So, so yeah. this is so. So then the answer <laughs> that, that is you know, like a good movie. So then he, he's like, oh, <laughs> so he chooses to kill his son. You know, okay, I, I have no other choice. I've got to kill my son. That's the best thing I could do. And then as the train goes by, he sees all these people in the train that are fornicating and shooting up heroin. And you know, and and that make you know that's where you really drive it in. You know, even home. You know, these people didn't even deserve it. And you know this. And th- this is the, this the, makes it clear <laughs> that we we should just stop with our analogies of yeah. theological <laughs> concepts, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's a terrible analogy because again, you have you have the son that really is helpless that didn't you know the scriptures tell us this John ten for this this is Jesus speaking for this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again no one takes it from me but I lay it down from of my own accord I have the authority to lay it down I have the authority to take it up again this Voluntary. is who Jesus yeah. is Voluntary. as a member of the Trinity right. from. You know, before the the you know the dawn of humanity, yeah. he was the Lamb of God that was slain for us. This was decided prior to. This was agreed upon. This isn't a father abusing his son or taking it out on Jesus. This was all agreed upon in the Trinity, for the glory of the Father, for the glory of the Son. Right. This is what it was, and, and I don't know why people don't get this. Right. You know, Jesus said, "For the joy that you was set before for me, the glory of the for, the, the, for the glory of the Spirit as well, for the glory of God ultimately." But yeah. But but you see this even you know Jesus talking about this in John seventeen how you know he, he basically the Father wants him to be glorified, and this is this is how they have agreed to do it. Yeah. This is this is God's plan, not something. Again, you know, Hebrews four for the joy that yeah. was set before him, he endured the cross. Right. So like there was a plan all along that was not going to fail. <laughs> And they were happy to yeah. do so. And yep. I'm not saying that it was easy for him. And in the moment that in right. his humanity that uh, there wasn't a challenge, especially as he cries out, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is a whole other mm-hmm. thing we could talk about. Yep. You know, <laughs> why is that there? What does that mean? But um, like the, the reality is that there, there was a, a plan that was not going to fail. And they were all involved. And there, there's, a, there's a joy in that plan. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and it's, you know, we've got to remember in this that, that God is loving. Like if God was not loving, then the doctrine would just be penal. <laughs> Correct. Be- because He's loving, there's substitutionary atonement. So not only does God, you know, point out the, the problem of our sin and that there's just and right punishment for that sin. Like if it stopped there, then we just have penal. But it doesn't right. stop there. Uh, a loving God says, "Here's the problem, and then here's well, the sure. solution to the problem." Um, I'm gonna, it's it's my will to crush my son. It's the son's will to be crushed, um, and so you know it doesn't stop at penal. Well, and 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 then obviously the the attribute of holiness, right? Like that's a real attribute where God is holy. Like that is what He is, and He can't cease to be anything less. Right. So anything that is anything less has to be um, 
you know, taken care of. Right. <laughs> because the standard and is just be reconciled. Hundred percent holiness, hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Uh, we failed. So so it would be it would be dumb if he was just like, you know what, I'm just it's cool. Don't worry about it, guys. I'm just going to forgive you. I feel yeah. like this is what people are looking for sometimes. It is what they're yeah. looking for. Like God will just just wink at it and say, you know, right. you're forgiven. Right. And that, the problem with that is is justice is not done. We wouldn't put up with that in our own society. Right. If you see something terrible take place, I mean, you can. I don't even want to go into the headlines this week, but but we know of some horrible things that happened yep. this week. If you just wink at that and say, ah, you're forgiven. People would be irate. Yeah, justice needs to be done. Something needs to change. You and we can't all, we treat all know it. Yeah. Like yes, we all know it, and we all want it. We if even we, want PSA. We want penal. If we lived yeah. in a world with no penal active penal yes. system, we would be outraged. Yes, if that stopped tomorrow, we would be outraged. Yeah, yeah. and yet we want to be outraged at God for upholding the exact same thing. But in a better way, yeah, in, a, in right. a complete way. Yeah. Anyway, and, and I think in this, you know, not to get too far, you know, on a rabbit trail, but um, you know, because God is just, because He's holy, because He's perfect, because He's righteous, and because there is a substitutionary atonement, like He has, a, He has a basis for forgiveness that Allah doesn't have. Correct. Right? Um, and and for us, as we you know look at His forgiveness of us, and as we forgive, you know, on a on a horizontal level. Um, you know, among uh, ourselves, like at the end of the day, forgiveness is, is trusting in God and that, that one day he's going to make all the wrong things right. Um, you know, we might not have justice in this life for, you know, the wrongs that, that we've committed or committed against us, but, um, you know, everybody faces, you know, damnation or redemption at the end of the day. Right. And in that moment, God will have his justice and he has a basis to do so mm-hmm. that Allah or any other, you know, what we'd call false gods don't have. Yeah. So the the son volunteering uh, voluntarily being you know putting himself in this position makes all the difference in the world because you think about a scenario where you know Chad walks over grabs my laptop smashes it against the wall and uh, and and I look at him and say you owe me a laptop dude and then if I were to walk over to you and say take your wallet out and pay pay for that you know try to make you do this that would be wrong this is what people are acting like is what's happening like Jesus is yeah. the center going why why are you looking at me why do I have to pay for it you know um, but if you said hey you know what I got this. Let me pay for that. Then we would, you know, you would be the substitute. You would step in and right. say, I'm willing to do this. Right. And then we're whole again. Right. You know, then then actually reconciliation could take place. But, but you would have to be able to pay for it too, like, <laughs> yeah. which takes right. us yeah. into a whole new room, right? Yeah. Is that not everybody could afford to, to, to pay back whatever it is that might have been stolen and broken? Yeah. Um, in our case, it's 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 sin, which, right. which demands death. Yeah. Um, but the sinless one can. Like he actually, yeah. ha- he actually has a, a stack, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he, <laughs> he, has a fat <laughs> he has a fat stack, you know, when it, when it comes to righteousness uh, that we don't. So, well, and this is, this is why the plan of God is so, I mean, so glorious. Yeah. There's no other way. There is no other way for man to be reconciled to God than for God himself to come and die on the cross for our sins. Yep. That's it. I, I love yeah. Piper had a quote that was great. Even if there was, this is off. Yeah, that's right. This is, this is the way God chose to do it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this Piper quote was good. He said that the infinite wisdom of, or that, I got to read it right, that the infinite wisdom of God might make a way for the love of God to satisfy the wrath of God that I might become the son of God. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it, it is. is. It's yeah. like, yes. Yes. And why would, why would you, I don't know. I don't know why you would be opposed to that. Yeah. And again, what's the alternative? Yeah. You know? We, yeah. We, we've said it before, right? We need, we need to be saved from God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by God, God. By God. For God. Yeah. Yeah. That there's there's our story, yeah, and this is this is the way it was done, yeah. And the alternative, you know, you you kind of t- talked on that earlier, but the you know for for those who don't want penal substitutionary atonement, be real. What's at stake if if it goes away? Yeah, everything. <laughs> I mean, there really is uh, the wrath of God isn't satisfied. Yeah, well, like, like Schreiner said in that quote, that every other benefit that we get as Christians is anchored in penal substitutionary atonement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you add to that? Not a whole lot. I think we, we can add the uh, the passage from Isaiah 53. Because if you're ever trying to find out where does this exist in the Bible or, or, or what was the plan of God, this is something that was written some 700 years prior to Jesus coming. And there's no mistaking um, who's being talked who's about, being talked about yeah. and what's being accomplished here. And it is 100% penal substitutionary mm-hmm. atonement. So it says in verse 1, Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he, 
I believe Jesus, 100%, grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I'm going to start crying, are you, Brent? I almost got emotional. I almost heard it. it. (laughs) I didn't, though. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. So that's kind of the first, the first kind of statement, yeah. heavy statement there, as far as the, the father and the son and something less than positive going uh-huh. on, right? Yep. Uh, like we esteemed him smitten by God because he was. Like, that, yeah. right. like it's, it's not being hypothetical, it's, it's stating a fact. That, yeah. that it, it was God that that did this. Okay, I just and, want to make and sure that he that was we... and that he was brought into this world for this reason. Yes, right. I mean, you see that in all of this. So then it goes on in verse five. But he was pierced for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we are healed. So, so wait, what what what's going on there? <laughs> Penal substitutionary <laughs> atonement. It, it may be contrary to popular belief. By his wounds, we are healed. Like that's that's an often misunderstood. You know, that doesn't mean we're never going to get sick or thing. Like this is this is talking about something much bigger than what yeah. we often attribute to that verse. I think it also it, it does mean ultimate healing for us in the in the yeah. in the kingdom of God. But right but absolutely, this is uh, he's addressing our sin problem and our separation problem from God. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we don't. Oh my gosh, we don't have to go to the temple again this year at yeah. the Day of Atonement and do these stupid things with these animals and get all messy and then have to come back the year after. Like he has healed us. Like yeah. This yep. is a this is a once for all like a t- atoning. Yeah, that's how we are, and it goes far far beyond our health. Yes. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's spiritual. Yeah. Yep. Uh, verse six says, "All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all." <laughs> Again, just like there it is, a hundred percent. I can't yeah. imagine that that would be enjoyable. Like you know what I mean? Like that that has to be a wrathful experience. Well, and you even yeah. see it in the garden when Jesus says, right. if there's any, other if there's way, any way, like, and, and what, what he was talking about was drinking the cup. And I've heard, I've have had people say that he's, oh, this isn't talking about, you know, Jesus never took our, you know, God's wrath upon himself. What was in the cup? I mean, what does the cup always represent? It's the wrath of God. Look, if you're, if you're sweating drops of blood, like whatever that is that you're anticipating is not good. Right. No. <laughs> like, like, let's no. just stop there. He knew you know? he was, he was the punishment, the penalty for our sin, the wrath of God. Something he was gonna, horrific He was, was going to have to drink that yep. entire cup for every sin. I yeah. mean, you know, for, for, it's just crazy. And, to and as unpleasant as that was, it was nevertheless not my will, but. Your will be done. Yeah, yeah. obedient obedience yeah. was king, right? Always. And again, this is all willing. This isn't this isn't a father, um, you know, taking it out on his son. No, this, this was a, the this deal. Is, this is a son saying, "I'll take this." Yeah, this I'll, was Plan A. Yes, agree, agree agreeable. And, and if you don't yeah. see the love of God, the love of God is magnified. There's yeah. no yeah. question about that. Yeah. But this is this isn't a God who hates us. This is a God who loves us. Yeah, uh, if, and if, values if, us. Absolutely. It, if you're not amazed by this yeah. concept. In this language, in this reality, yeah. this part of the gospel, then like you, you simply are missing something. Yeah, you're Big missing time. something. Yeah, I don't, that's what frustrates me is to to just to pretend like this this eclipses the love of God. No, it it brings it makes on it full bigger. display. It, it makes it, it way, bigger. way bigger. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, verse seven. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before his shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. I don't like that. Let's not read that again. (laughs) Let's not sing that song. (laughs) Again, you know, knowing that Jesus did this voluntarily, he could have called a legion of angels. He could have put a stop to this immediately, and he quietly did the job. And he didn't play the victim. He didn't play the the victim victim in this. No, not at all. None. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgressions of my people... Mm. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Uh, that one just blows my mind. There it is. You know, it was the will of the and, Lord and again, to do this. And again, let's not. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're talking here the humanity of Christ, right? Christ, yes. the man, but he never ceased to be a God man. There's, we can't forget the Trinity right. in our brains. That, that this is 
that they are also one. <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's, there's yeah. not well, uh, there's not good cop bad cop going yeah. on here. Like they 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 no. agree it, and they are one. It, it also. was the will of the son to be crushed. It was, right. and again, you you see in Hebrews for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despising its shame. Yeah. He was accomplishing something for the glory of God. And and this is something you can't forget the end of the story. I mean, that's, right. you know, anyway. So at the same time, we do obviously clearly, verse 10, have the father being wrathful yeah. towards the son. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't get a, around it with the language, the description. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see mm. and be satisfied. It's mm-hmm. good. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, uh, make many to be accounted righteousness or righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Wait, is that limited time? So, what are we doing? <laughs> make many? Why didn't he say it? I'm just kidding. Not all. Let's keep going. Uh, but again, you see, you see, you see, you see that uh, you see again the, the the great exchange here. Yeah. Um, some are made righteous through what he's done. You know, so you, you're seeing this. Our our sins. You know, he took on our iniquity so that we could be made righteous. Well, this, this is the is, atonement part, this right? Is it. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a restoration yeah. or a repair that yes. was successful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sins of many and makes intercession for transgressors. So that is Isaiah 53. Uh, if you can read that and, and, and deny PSA, I don't know what to say, you know? Yeah. And again, this isn't a doctrine to hide from. This is a doctrine to put on full display in yeah. front of everybody right. to see, because it is, it is the love of God for sinners. That doesn't make any sense that, 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 that they would agree that the son would become flesh and die in the place of people like us. I don't know. I don't know any greater news than that. This is the gospel. Yep. It is the gospel. Yeah. It is. And, and, and if you want to, if you want to tamper with it, you know, I mean, you're, at the end of the day, what, what are we doing? Why? Yeah. You know, so it, it blows my mind that there are churches that, that, that want to hide this or not teach it. Um, I was really happy to hear this guy walk up to me in surprise and say, you guys are a church that teaches this. And I said, yeah, we are, yeah. and then we will continue to. So I don't think we, have, we don't sit around and use the title either, right? No, so right. It has nothing to do with whatever it's be- become known as, right? Yeah. It's what it is. And, and, and someone who has an ear towards their scriptures and what they see in their scriptures concerning the person and work of Christ will be able to hear that. It's not like we sit around talking about penal substitutionary atonement right. from, the, from the pulpit, but you, you absolutely hear that in our out our outworking of proclaiming the gospel. Yeah. Because it is yeah. the gospel. No, I think we talk about it all the time. Why would and, we and, empty and, the You know, the fact gospel. that he picked up on what I was talking about and knew knew the actual term yeah. was kind of, you know, surprising to me. But but yeah, this is I don't think anybody that's, you know, familiar with who we are and what we teach is going to be surprised. Right. That we teach it. Uh, I imagine they might be surprised that other places don't. But but I think this is just it's part of the the problem with the church in America today and, and what we're seeing is that, you know, the gospel's not being preached. And this is a huge aspect of that. So yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty clear from the beginning as we've unpacked is that, that you see this ongoing system of you know debt that's created and restitution that's required, right? Uh, because of that debt, and, and we see that from the very beginning, as you pointed out, David, um, and, and the fact that Christ is the once for all restitution for that debt hmm. uh, is why we're not sacrificing animals today. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As, as a constant restitution that, that he's settled it. Exactly. Uh, and what a beautiful truth that is. Yeah. His loss is our gain. Yeah. Um, and it also um, is, his, is his gain. Like I said, it's not, yeah. it's not like it's not a permanent loss for him. Right. Like he, he's actually gained more um, throughout eternity yeah. in, in glory um, be, as a result of accomplishing this task. But his, his right. loss in the task was, was our gain. That's the gospel. Yeah. That's yeah. the good news. So... Yeah. yeah, that we don't have to be at a loss now with the Father, because because He was instead. Well, and if God is pleased by this, <laughs> we we ought to be pleased by it too. Uh, right. You, you, you know? would say <laughs> it's it's it, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Win win is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, man. Any final thoughts? Thank Embrace the truth. over. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you, you looking at your notes? Yeah, I, I just I didn't. I, 
you know, jotted stuff down, but um, yeah, I haven't needed them. I was just looking to see if there was something that that was like super f- profound <laughs> that I could spit out at the end, and and I, you know, <laughs> profound and me are well, pray, buddies. Pray a profound so, prayer. Yeah, Lord God, thank you so much um, for the amazing story of the gospel of your Son. Um, and even though we don't get it all, and we don't understand uh, why you chose to do everything that you chose to do, it is absolutely perfect. It, it is um, beautiful, and it is eternal, and it's brought many sons to glory, including these three losers sitting at this <laughs> table here um, as a result of your, your non-loser um, son. And so we thank you, God, for imputation. We thank you for um, substitution. Uh, we thank you that you chose to reconcile the mess we made um, at your own expense, the expense of your son, um, and that it did cost you. Um, and yet, uh, eternally, everything's right, everything's perfect and glorious, God. We just we just praise you and we thank you um, for um, just your infinite ways, which we will spend an eternity um, discovering and being further amazed at. And it's in Jesus' name that we thank you. Amen. 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 So basically, you're, you're thanking God for Jesus' fat stacks of righteousness. I, I am. <laughs> Thank you for his fat stacks. That's my takeaway. I wonder <laughs> how many times in history the words Jesus and fat stack have ever been used in the same well, sentence. That's, before today. That's Not, part of what we're providing here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to give people things that they've never heard before yeah, when, yeah. when they tune well, in. Well, that, that might be one. Clearly yeah. not enough. Yeah, for yeah, better not, or for worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. thanks, for, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.